Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. In today's Gospel, we heard that this is the third time that Jesus has appeared to the apostles after his resurrection. And so after his resurrection from the dead, and the first time he appeared after resurrecting from the dead, Jesus gave his apostles the first time when he appeared to them. He gave them very specific information, what they should do. He told them the first time, not in today's Gospel, the first time he appeared to them, he said to his apostles, As he appeared to them the first time, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. What he he said to them the first time that he's resurrected from the dead is, Go out, baptize, forgive sins, tell the good news that I've resurrected from the dead, that there is life after death. Go out and tell the good news. He gave them very, very specific instructions of what they should do. And Jesus chose Peter to be the head of the disciples, right? We say Jesus was, uh, or Peter was the one that Jesus chose to be uh, the Pope and to be the leader of the other apostles. And so he's supposed to set and make this mission that Jesus gave them into motion. Go, Peter, and be the one who leads the other disciples. But we hear in today's gospel, right, what does he do today? We're told Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, we will come as well. Right? He went to this former, former way of life. He just fell right back into where he was from before. He was not leading the other apostles into what Jesus was, had commissioned them to do. Peter goes back to his former way of life because of he still is dealing with a lot of shame. Peter is dealing with a lot of shame because five weeks prior to today's incident, we heard in the gospel, why was Peter dealing with so much shame? He was dealing with shame because of what he did. He denied Jesus three times. So he's living in that shame which prevented him from going out and doing what Jesus asked him to do. Because if he wasn't feeling shame for what he did, he would have been out there. He would have been a leader. He would have been practicing and telling and commissioning, or he would have been doing what Jesus commissioned to do. On Easter, uh, I preached about three graves, three different types of graves, which try to rob us of our resurrection power and uh, make us weaker. Like, and I talked about those three graves, those graves that hold us down. And I talked about unforgiveness being a grave. I talked about uh, fear being a grave. And I talked about sin being a grave. And again, a grave is something that holds somebody down. That's what a grave is. Think about six feet under. You're in this grave and you have all this dirt on top of you. And that's a type of grave. And today I want to just talk about a fourth kind of grave. A fourth kind of grave which really holds us down. It really prevents us from experiencing the power of Jesus this Easter. Because we're still in this Easter season. And that grave, I've already talked a little bit about it, is shame. Shame is this type of grave that we live in, holding our bodies down, making us weaker, unable to experience the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. Peter was still in the grave of shame even after Easter. And brothers and sisters, many of us sitting here today, experiencing a lot of shame. A lot of shame. And it's a grave suffocating us. We feel like we're six feet under the ground because of shame. Before I explain what shame is, I'd like to make a distinction between shame and guilt. Because sometimes we use the same word at the same time, but it's actually two different meanings. And guilt, who's here has heard of Catholic guilt? Who's heard of that before? Okay. So Catholic guilt, we've heard of it. Oh, you Catholics, you guilt people, and you, know, you just make people feel guilty. And Catholic guilt is actually not, a, uh, it's not just something that Catholics do. Guilt is not a bad thing. 
right? Guilt is not a bad thing because it motivates change. Guilt says, hey, your action is bad. Your action was bad, right? Me uh, hitting somebody's car in the parking lot and not leaving a sign, I I should feel guilty for that. That's not just a Catholic thing. That's a human thing, right? And so Catholics, again, we get this thing about you guys make people feel guilty. No, that's our conscience speaking when we do something wrong. So guilt is healthy. Guilt motivates change. That's not a bad thing. Shame, on the other hand, is different than guilt. Shame says, not your action is bad, because that's what guilt says. Shame says, you are bad. You are bad. That's what Peter was dealing with. Dealing with a lot of shame. I am bad. I can't follow Jesus. I can't be a leader. I can't lead other people. I am bad. I denied the Lord. He was living in this type of grave. Shame, again, it doesn't motivate change because how can I change if I'm bad? What's the point? There is no point. I'm bad. That's who I am. Shame cuts us deeper, sometimes leading us to feel as though God's mercy and forgiveness may not be possible because of my choices. That's not for me, Father. Shame is never from God because it attacks our identity of who we are. Who we are. We are sons and daughters of God Almighty. But when we move from being sons and daughters of God Almighty and I am bad, we say shame comes from the devil because it attacks my identity. It attacks who I am as a human, as God's creation, as his son and daughter. So we always say we have to fight against the shame. We never make room for shame in our lives. We will not be buried by the grave of shame because it doesn't come from Jesus. It doesn't come from our Father, and it does not come from the Holy Spirit. Because it attacks my identity. Guilt, your action is bad? Yes. Shame, you are bad? No. When God created us, he never created us bad. Never. He does not create anything bad. But because of our weaknesses, we may do bad things. We may make mistakes like Peter. We say to God, we won't do this and we do it. But it does not become our identity. We cannot live in this grave of shame. Again, Peter probably felt like he was bad, unworthy, and therefore returned to his former way of life when Jesus wanted to take his biggest mistake, denying him three times, and resurrecting him to new life. That's what Jesus wants for us today. Hey, are you done? Can I take your biggest mistake, the thing causing you the most shame, the thing that you're buried under in this grave, which makes you say over and over again, you are bad. Can I have that? Can I resurrect you up to new life? Because I'm God and you're not, and I have power to do that. Or will we leave this church with shame and be buried alive in it? And again, like I said, here we are 2,000 years later, and many of us sitting here are in this grave of shame, believing we're bad, therefore preventing Jesus from taking our biggest mistake and resurrecting us to new life. That's what he desires. That's who our God is. Not to leave the same exact way as we walked in today. Some of us are in the grave of shame because of something something someone has done to us. Maybe some of us have experienced some abuse in our life. Sexual abuse, mental abuse, verbal abuse. Someone has overstepped boundaries in our lives and I'm holding on. I feel that shame. I feel like I'm bad because of what's been done to me. 
Some of us are in the grave of shame because of something I have done, my biggest mistake. I look back and I'm like, I cannot believe I did that. I'm a follower of Jesus. I'm a priest. I serve at the altar. I go to Mass every Sunday. How did I do that? I am bad. That's shame. Some of us are shaming our bodies all day. My body is bad. I look at my body and I say, my body is bad. That's why it's called body shaming. My body's ugly. It's disgusting. Look at this part and look at this part and look at this part. I am bad. We don't even realize we're doing it. Shame. It's a grave. Some of us feel we are bad because of our shame with addiction. We shame our children, some of us, when it comes to their grades or lack of athletic abilities or fill in the blank. You're bad. You're, no, our grades may be bad. I am not bad. Some of us shame our spouses into thinking that they're bad for their past decisions. Some of us are shaming our parental ways, our ways of parenting. I am a bad mother. I'm a bad father. I abandoned my family. I, I made this decision. I'm bad. I'm a bad father. I'm a bad mother. Our, parent, our parenting skills may not be perfect, but the core of who we are is filled with shame. We shame our single ladies in our community for being a certain age and not being married, making them feel like they're bad every time we ask them, why aren't you married yet? I see this in our community. We don't realize how we make our single ladies feeling like something is wrong with them. A certain age and you're not married, without even saying you're bad, we're saying you're bad. And that's bad. That somehow they have failed in their lives because they're a certain age and they're not married yet. And for men too. This constant shaming we are constantly, we must stop shaming ourselves and others because, brothers and sisters, it's not from God. When I'm saying something, is it making somebody feel like they are bad? Or can I say, hey, can I talk to you for a second? I want to talk to you about an action which was bad. And we're doing this to ourselves and others without even realizing we're doing it, brothers and sisters. And it's a grave. And it's not from Jesus. Shame leaves us empty like the nets in today's gospel. Think about it. Nobody who shames themselves or others feels full. I feel great. No, we're just as empty as those nuts in today's gospel. Right? So they went out, we're told. So they went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. If Peter was okay with the shame and he was so proud, he would have come back full with fish. But because of his emptiness inside of the shame and that grave that he was living in, he produced emptiness. A net full of nothing. A net full of nothing. Jesus proves to Peter who is defining himself by his failures and does a great miracle to raise Peter out of the grave of shame. We're told in the gospel, so he said to them, cast the net over to the right side of the boat and you will find something. So they cast it and we're not able to pull it in because of the number of fish. Jesus is proving to Peter, are you done being shameful? Can I take that? Can I prove to you the miracle I'm going to do for you? Can I prove to you the power? Can I get you out of the grave, Peter? And he does. He pulls the net to the other side, and Jesus did a miracle for him, and he wants to do that for us. This story would not be in the gospel if it wasn't meant for me and you. 
if we let him. And again, Jesus wants to do that for us, take us out of this grave of shame. And to reclaim who we are, that we are good. I am a daughter of God. I am a son of God. I am good. At my core, I am good. My actions may be bad at times. But God is good and he produces good. And I'm a production of who he is. So I'm good. And parents, when your child falls, they no longer cease to be your child. You don't say to your child after their child falls, you're not my son anymore, you're not my daughter anymore. Why would God do that? We don't stop being sons and daughters of God because we fall or have fallen. And Peter does not procrastinate any longer and remain in his shame. He jumps out of the boat of shame and dives into the hands of Jesus. He dove into the water. We're told he dove into the water. Right? He doesn't procrastinate. What's procrastination? Because some of us are procrastinating right now. Procrastination is not doing nothing, but doing everything else except for the one thing I'm supposed to be doing. And some of us are procrastinating and holding on and holding off and doing everything else that I should be doing when it comes to getting rid of my shame instead of dealing with my shame. We're procrastinators. We just think it's going to go away. When I just toughen up and become better and stronger, then I can be less shameful. It's not working, clearly. We can't do it. Some of us are procrastinating again and doing everything else except for the one thing I'm supposed to be doing to overcome my shame. Some of us are procrastinating our confession and confessing, and from confessing, some of us are procrastinating our confession and confessing the thing I am most ashamed of. I can't go in there and tell the priest what I've done. I'm going to be judged. He's going to know my voice. Procrastination. Get out of the boat of shame. Some of us are procrastinating, forgiving ourselves for the thing that brings me the most amount of shame. Will today be the day I say, in your name, Jesus, I am your son. I am your daughter. I forgive myself because I belong to you. Or will I be one foot deeper in the floor, in the ground, with this grave of shame which is trying to take over me? Some of us are procrastinating, forgiving others who have shamed us. I don't have to call them up today and say, hey, thanks for shaming me that day, making me feel really bad. I just want to say uh, thank you for that and uh, I forgive you. No. Today may be the day where I say to Jesus, in your name, Jesus, because of who you are, although so-and-so made me feel so bad, I forgive them today, Jesus. I want your resurrection power, Jesus. I want to get out of this grave, Jesus, because of who you are, not because of who I am. Some of us are procrastinating, again, procrastinating, replacing the shameful thought with God's truth. Instead of, I am bad, replacing with, I am good because of who God is and who he's created. Instead of thinking, I'm a failure, replacing that with, Jesus came to save those who are imperfect. Instead of, I will never amount to anything with, Jesus wants to resurrect me from the grave of shame into something. But no, we're procrastinating and letting these thoughts come in, stay in, hang out. We feed them, we, we, we water them, and we just, for years. But today may be the day where I say, no more stinking thinking. I'm done. I'm done with this grave. 
So in baseball, it's three strikes and you're out. In Catholicism, it's three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and you are in. So brothers and sisters, let us get out of the grave of shame and say yes to the hands and heart of Jesus. Amen?